0: Everybody, this is Eric Desmoke Moran, and you're listening to Heroes One Hundred and One. And if you're not listening, then you're a chump. So you need to listen in and become a hero on Hero One Hundred and One. Yes, that's awesome. That, that's possibly that's awesome. the coolest that I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: One Radio. Guess who's back? Back again. Yes, it's me, except no pale imitations, no flawed imposters, none of those weak accents that you heard in the last couple of weeks. It's the guy <laughs> they call Spectre from New York. <laughs> this is a real accent. Um, and the pale original. <laughs> yeah, the original and the best. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to be back, and, and I'm joined as ever. I say as ever as if it's been a regular thing, but we've missed each other a couple of weeks. But uh, I am joined as as has been our, our history, by the lovely rock and roll from San Francisco, and as ever on the boards, the faithful Nightbug.
0: Yeah, oh, she said. Hey. <laughs>
1: that's right what from she the said,
2: get-go. yeah, we missed your voice. We missed that. We missed it so much. You're right. There were pale imitation It was horrifying. Horrifying.
1: No, it was fun. It was fun. You, you guys had some good shows in my absence, so you, you kept things warm for me.
2: <laughs> we did, and now you're back woo! So we can yeah. get down to business now It's exciting, and and we're treating our listeners to an extra show You lucky bastards, look at you two show, We've never done two shows in one week, have we?
1: Yeah, we used to struggle to do two shows in a month Two shows in a week is uh, some kind of record
2: <laughs> Right?
1: <laughs>
2: but this is an important yeah. show, and, and uh, you know what? I'll let you tell the audience why yeah, well, you know
1: what? I I've been thinking about uh, this whole this whole show I think has a message about um everyday people uh, and and everyday heroics. That uh, that's really the whole goal behind this show is is spreading good news and um and and positivity to to balance out some of the negativity that you may see in the mainstream press and and to maybe, you know, reassure you every once in a while that, that sure there are things out there that are kind of doom and gloom, but at the same time, uh people can make a difference and people doing good things can make a difference and uh you know, one of my kids, my, my youngest daughter, at school, um, and this really kind of struck me today as being linked into our show. But my youngest daughter was at school a couple of weeks ago, and um, somebody's out there in recess and kills a bee in the playground, and and didn't think anything of it. They thought it was going to sting them. They stamped on it. The bee's dead. And and my youngest daughter was really disturbed by this. She loves animals, and uh, so she she created this whole project. Um, where she's created a website within the school for, to, to teach people about bees and, and, you know, the dangers of bee stings and, and you know, how bees are actually uh, fairly crucial to our ecosystem. And uh, she's created flyers and QR codes on the flyers and pasted them up around school saying, if you think, you know, it's okay to kill a bee, here are some things that might make you think again. And, um, you know, to me... That kind of attitude is is exactly what the world needs. Is someone seeing a problem and saying, you know, I'm not going to blame anyone for this. I'm not going out for revenge, but at the same time, there's a need to educate people and to try to spread uh, a bit of positivity to turn um, negative attitudes around. And for me, this this whole the, the show in itself, but this episode of the show in in particular, um, are, are very much linked to that kind of a theory.
3: Wow,
2: your daughter, that's amazing. Okay, so the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because, <laughs> you, you know, I know you guys are always doing some kind of altruistic act. And I think that's fantastic that she did that. And she's absolutely right. Don't kill the bees. We really need them. It's it's so important to have them around and have them thriving because I heard uh, not too long ago that if the bees go, guess what? Man is not that far behind, and I know that sounds extreme, but you're right. It's so important to our ecosystem. So, so yay, yay, kudos to your daughter. But yes, I was really kind of amazed she
1: even managed to create a website. I think I would struggle with that these days. So, uh, dude, right, <laughs> right.
2: There are too many adults who go, I what? <laughs> IP address, what? So,
1: hmm. yeah. But so yeah, what do so for me, Brilliant. that that that's the theme of this show. Is it's it's about somebody who who saw a need out there, saw a problem, and said, you know what, I'm going to do my best to, to to try to fix that problem. And other people jumping on that that positive bandwagon and and the whole thing becoming a, a virtuous circle and and uh, you know just uh, um, motivating other people to do the same. So uh, that that's my my vague kind of segue into introducing our guest, who is just awesome, and I had the pleasure of uh, spending a really fun weekend with in uh, North Carolina last weekend. Um, do we have our guest on the line yet?
0: He's there.
2: And we, he ha- has- we, have, we, have, we have one of the guests on the line. We, we don't have the main one on the line who put everything together. Oh. I do see that she is in the chat room, So uh, but, I'm, I'm, but we do have a...
4: If our call-in guest's name starts with an I, <laughs> and he wants to get online... He needs to hit the number one.
2: <laughs> oh, I think we know who we're talking.
4: Uh oh, and he can listen.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go. So um yeah, we can we can let him on in uh while we wait for uh the uh the the other our guest. guest.
5: Uh, yeah, our guest of honor to <laughs> All right. Hello. Hey, I learned how to follow directions. <laughs> and
2: that's why we like you. And we're not hanging hey, welcome up on back, you. Sir. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Now the person on the line the listeners are going, Who who the hell is that? And and why everybody act like they know him. We don't know him. That would be um one of our resident real life superheroes. And um if you don't know what real life superheroes are that's okay. That's okay. We talk about them all the time here. But in a nutshell, they're people who go around and do good things for the community, sometimes dressed in costumes. And uh, if you want to know more about them, if you're interested in becoming one yourself, because it really is a cool gig, uh, you can check out Superheroes, the HBO documentary. Is, it's on Netflix right now, Superheroes.
4: And did I hear you right? They do all these things from inside a nutshell?
2: You know what? Just sit there and look pretty it, and man the board. We do. That, it's actually it. really
4: tough. How does that even work? Gotta, like, that's why they're the super right way.
2: Way. Yeah. Wow. But um, we have uh, one of my favorite um, real-life superheroes on, the, and that is Impact. His name is Impact, and um, a good guy who joined in. You know what, Spectre? we got to back up. We didn't even tell people, you know, it, they may have seen the the title of the show, but they may be going, what the hell is, is going on? What is the warrior dash? What is
1: that? Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, what? I, I think what I, what I wanted to do through this show is remind people every kind of 15 minutes or so what it is we're doing here and, and what the goal is and how they may be able to help. So, you know, as you say, to kind of set the scene for people, um, there is a team that's that's led by uh, our illustrious leader who's going to be joining us in a minute um who I like this build up I like this this long drum roll into our into our main guest appearing um she but uh, yeah, so there there is a team um who every year travel to somewhere some muddy field in the united states and <laughs> compete in a warrior dash and they do that partly just because they like to get muddy, and actually, I don't think anyone on the team likes to get muddy, and I don't think anyone enjoys just, the No, disagree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I Disagree. But
2: I disagree too. I I liked the mud. The mud was was
5: really. I I I yeah. like crawled deeper in the mud than I needed to on purpose. I was enjoying it.
2: Oh, so okay, well you're a weirdo, but yeah, we I I, I know yeah, how to well, feel. Yeah, well I went out of the blue <laughs> costume. I think I'm allowed to get a little
0: weird. <laughs>
1: Um, but, but as but well as the, the desire to get muddy, the, the, the main reason why we do this every year, in, and I say we because I'm part of it as well, um, is, uh, is for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which is a, a charity that um, provides free health care to kids with cancer and other, other terminal diseases and also works for a long-term cure for cancer as well. So our goal that we're trying to hit at the moment is to raise $100,000, for kids with cancer. Um, and I'm actually going to let the team captain, when she comes on, uh, kind of update you on how far towards that goal that we've got over the last five years. Um, but, uh, you know, we're a hair's breadth away from it. So tonight, what we're not doing is just begging people to throw down money. You know, if, if people have a spare 10 or $20 in their pocket and they want to donate, great, please do, and uh, we'll give you the link in a second. Uh, but we have some other ideas that we'll go through in a minute. That um, just maybe a little more creative, and, and ways that you could get, get other groups of people who may not even know about this uh, this charity involved. Um, and, and through you know, lots of people giving a small amount, it suddenly adds up to a to a large amount that can really make a difference in in someone's life. Um, so th- you know, that's that's what we're here to do. Um, and, and as you say, you know, we had uh, some veterans come along this year who have done it before. Uh, we also had some new people who were brand new to it. Uh, who have never done anything like this before. Um, so we've kind of got a good cross-section to, to give you an update on what the Warrior Dash was and how they felt about it.
2: Right, uh, and I'm glad because it's nice to hear it from fresh ears because I think this is the first year out of the four years that, that we've been involved in the team that Nightbug and I didn't get to come. Um, but that's okay. I hear that there's another one in Southern Cal next year, and you can be damn sure we're going to be a part of that one. Ah, that's too close. I mean, we just went to Tennessee one, so it'd be nice to do one closer to home. Um, The Warrior Dash obstacle course is amazing. It's tough. It's not as tough as a Tough Mudders runs or anything, but that's okay. It's tough enough for us to have fun and yet be challenging at the same time. So um, I love hearing about the adventures, and I can't wait to hear from the team. So – Let's see. Geek pile in the chat room is saying make it closer. Hey, Southern Cal is close, dude. That's that's from us. That's only five hours away. Not bad at all. Um, but uh, let's see.
1: So you know, um, I actually hope- have another guest on the line as well. And, and the reason you haven't seen this other guest on the uh, on the switchboard is because, in kind of classic horror movie fashion, this guest is in the house with me. Uh, which is,
0: <laughs> I, I could almost hear the heavy breathing. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, and this guest um, kind of amazed me because they actually managed to lose 70 pounds in weight prior to the Warrior Dash, just from December through through June. Uh lost 70 pounds and competed in their first ever Warrior Dash, which. To me is pretty damn impressive. As well as no, being one of the top fundraisers in the whole thing as well. So
2: that's uh, damn, damn impressive cool. to everybody. Dude, that's that's pretty freaking awesome. And I, I've had the uh, the pleasure to watch the transformation through Facebook. So yeah, you gotta go ahead and welcome her.
1: <laughs> yeah, so welcome to my good lady wife, Ellie.
2: Hello,
1: I'm here. welcome Ellie. <laughs> So our team captain in the chat room says she was an animal. And I I, I would not disagree.
6: <laughs> I am, but I think just in general that tends to be true.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we got it. We're going to I'm going to be um definitely asking you a ton of questions because I I love it's like going to Disneyland for the, you know with someone who goes for the first time. You want to hear about what they how did they experience it? What they loved, what they hated, you know, and everything else and mm. this is so exciting. And, and by the way, if you're, we see we have a couple of callers, um, but they haven't hit the number one if they want to talk to us. So sometimes people will call in just to listen to the show because you get a better connection that way. So if at any time you do want to call in, everybody, the call-in number is 347-326-9827 and hit one if you want to talk.
1: Yeah, and if right. if you are uh, listening in, and we're going to be going through some ideas in a minute for for our ideas for how to raise funds to to hit this hundred thousand dollar mark for for St Jude's, um, but if you are listening in and you think, hey, you know, I've got an idea too, these guys haven't thought about this, um, feel free to either throw it in the chat room, you can you can register on Blog Tool Radio and and join us in the chat room, um, or you can just call in and and speak to us. We we kind of like speaking to human beings every once in a while as well. That's nice. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of human beings. We have two of them waiting to talk to us. Woo, oh, man. Tonight. We'll talk to tonight. Uh, let's talk to this guy who I think we know.
2: Welcome, White Scorpion. How are you?
1: Uh, hey, guys. How you doing?
2: Good. Yeah. This is a... yes. everyone gets applause, I'm sure. Because everyone's a freaking hero. Um, That, that would happen to be uh, our... Uh, Cap, team captain's, um, I don't know, significant other, better half, uh, whatever. Team, team <laughs> captain's and, captain. Team captain. There you go, team captain's captain. Um, and uh, where is our team captain, by the way? If anybody know you know. You're married to her. She's,
7: she's online. Well, she's at home. She's, uh, she's online. Maybe I she needs to push uh, the number one, push
5: the one button also. Is she from the 803?
7: Could be.
2: Let's see. Let's check it out.
4: Hello, caller. Hello. Who's this? Chuck. That's Chuck. Ah, Chuck. (laughs) Inconceivable.
1: How about that?
2: Spector, you got to let people know who Chuck is.
1: Oh man, Have we got some stories to tell about Chuck. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hey Chuck, so, so Chuck was the actually the, the captain of the event in North Carolina. So, uh, and Chuck, I mean, you, you and I actually met last year in Tennessee, right? Uh, yeah. This is heck. absolutely, absolutely. But, and, uh, and
2: Chuck just said, you know what? He did the first one, and he kicked so much ass in the one in Tennessee uh, with the team that he just said, You know what, there's one in North Carolina coming up. I I wanna do this. Who wants to do it? And look what you did, Chuck. You brought the whole team closer to this four year total of freaking a hundred thousand dollars. That still blows me away. It's crazy, pants. It really is.
8: it, it is. It, it it's crazy to think about well we gotta take it over that hundred thousand dollars because we're gonna have to set some different goals for the West Coast next year.
1: Woohoo That's right. 'Cause it's Yeah, where are we go. going from there? That's that's nuts. Right? A hundred
8: and one usually. Absolutely, and I got <laughs> I got to hand it to my man Simon. When I mentioned doing the race in North Carolina, he was the first one to race hand, packed up his car, drove down south with his whole family, got his wife to kick ass on the course with him. It was Woo-hoo! truly spectacular. <laughs> truly spectacular.
1: Ah, oh, thank you, sir. But you know what I, I must say as well. I was amazed by uh, you know I, I think a lot of it and and. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I think for me, a lot of the fundraising and a lot of the um, the organization of these things is just being a pain in the ass. And, and I kind of feel like I'm naturally good at that, but just, just <laughs> nagging people relentlessly until they're sick to death of you, and eventually they say, "Fine, here's twenty bucks. Just shut up." You know, like for me, that that's the key to fundraising. I've got plenty that haven't given in yet, so I'm
8: so Ooh.
2: That's a good idea. That's how we can raise money. We can just do, you know, we can just keep talking and talking about stupid stuff until someone goes, I'll give you 20 to just button your lip. I bet I could get a lot I've of information
8: that way. I've <laughs> never used that poke uh, button on Facebook, but I think I might start poking people.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: And you know what? I, yeah. I was going to kind of come onto some ideas, but um, and and particularly this one stuck in my head because White Scorpion literally did it, and uh, and that this is how White Scorpion raised his his you know part of the uh, the team's money. Um, is I you know I, I think everybody thinks you know maybe I'm not fit, maybe I you know I can't do a warrior dash, I can't do a five k or whatever, and you know that that's not necessarily a problem, but you can get sponsorship for doing anything. You know, if if you are in good shape, you could get sponsored a, a dollar for every push-up you do or pull-up or backflip if you're that way in, inclined. You know, for me, um, one of the things that worked for me was actually just saying to my Facebook friends, um, if you sponsor me to a certain amount, you can choose what I wear for the Warrior Dash. I'll dress up in something completely stupid, which maybe we'll talk about in a minute.
8: Um, yeah, that worked out for you, Simon. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was fun. <laughs> uh,
8: but,
5: I'd know, like it to it say it worked <laughs> out
1: awesome <often> for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I pulled off that outfit. Um, but, you know, you I, I still mean.
5: So easy to find final pictures.
1: Yeah, I mean, why, why, Scorpion? Do you want to talk about what, what you did in order to. Because, you know, I guess this was the first Warrior Dash that you hadn't been able to do in years. And, you know, how did you, uh, you do your bit remotely?
7: Yeah, well. Um, I decided to run the, uh, a couple weeks before the race. I wasn't able to run because I just started a new job, and I wasn't able to travel to North Carolina. But I decided, as I was kind of clocking the distance to the new workplace and realized it was exactly 5K, I thought that was a sign that I should be running with my team. <laughs> so I, uh, I ran to work on my day off. And then since it was 36 stairs to the top, 36 floors I, I climbed all the stairs so that's what I did on my um, in corresponding with the team's run and um, so but basically we just got uh, the just, I just signed up as a St. Jude warrior without actually signing up for the race and that can be done and and I wasn't the only person who ran um, in solidarity with the team uh, a couple other people did it James Matt, Jim Madison did it in his wheelchair. He did a 5K the same day as the rest of us doing it. Kudos. And Yeah, and uh, James and Sky Rendon also did the run in Northern California. They ran 5K on the day of the race. Now, we did not set them up to be fundraisers because it didn't really occur to us, but I think the light bulb is going off for everybody right now that why not? You know, Absolutely, why don't we and and I think that's the answer to how we make it bigger next time is that, um, you know, we have runners in different states, all and all, all that to do is run their own course and raise their own, uh, you know, the, their money to contribute to the team's total.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, as as much as the team is is fitness themed, and that's you know, that's also one of the goals that I, I think we'll let our. Uh, uh, our illustrious leader talked about in a second when she joins. Um, you know one of the goals of the, the whole program and the whole the whole theme here. Um, there's no reason why you know people who aren't able-bodied couldn't do it as well. You know you, you could hold a bake sale. You could you know you could um, you could do anything. You could hold a dance off in in your house. You know get people to sponsor you a dollar a minute for for every minute that you dance in your living room and and you know record it. Have a bit of fun with it. Whatever whatever it is you want to do. Um, all of that money goes to a good cause. You know, nobody's going to complain to you afterwards, I, w- I want my money back because you didn't, you didn't run a 5K, you know.
7: Well, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's uh, some good thinking outside of the box there, Simon. Um, yeah, but as long as you tell everyone what your challenge is anyway,
1: you know. Yeah, that's right. I, that's what I think as well. You know, anything that you can measure, you can get people to sponsor you a dollar for every time you do that thing, or you know, every time you do ten of that thing. And you know, it, it could be uh, you know, it could be anything trivial that you do around the house, anything that you do on a day-to-day basis. If you like knitting, get them to sponsor you. You know, everyone sponsors you a dollar a, a foot that you knit, or something. You know, a dollar for a pair of socks, and get enough people throwing in a dollar on each one of those things, and uh, and, and that suddenly adds up to quite a lot of money if you you know, if you really push the boat.
2: Um, Two things I want to insert here really quickly. If you are on hold, because I see that we do have a few people on hold, um, and you do want to chat with us online, you do have to press the number one button, and then that lets us know that you are holding and waiting to speak with everybody. Number two, there's a lot of talk about fundraising, and and listeners may be going, oh, my God, they've done almost $100,000 in four years. Why do they need more? The most important reason, um, and, and this is—I've been a lot involved in a ton of fundraisers, and of all of them, I think this one is the most important one because St. Jude's Children's um, Research Hospital is is never going to not need your money, and through them, on the decades that they've been there, um, they have helped. To, to cure cancer, what by uh, 70% or, or lower childhood cancer by 70% in the time that they've existed. Now, if you don't think that's your research money, you know, going to, I mean, your fundraising money going to something good, then I challenge you to find another um, another place that that shows you that much of return on your money. And the most important part of it is. It's kids. You know, we're helping kids. And you know, if we're going to have a future, we've got to keep kids healthy.
7: I had a conversation last week with someone from St. Jude and was telling them about our goals. And that we were at like 90, 90 plus thousand trying to get to 100.
0: Mm-hmm. And
7: he immediately saw, saw the correlation between what St. Jude is trying to do. St. Jude is up to a 94% survival rate with the
1: kids.
0: Oh my! And
1: their goal is their goal is to get
0: to
1: 100. Also. Wow. I, I think the, the other thing to me that really quantifies what we're doing as as fundraisers for St. Jude is when you look at the costs of the organization. So within St. Jude, it, it costs thirty dollars to provide meals for a day for for one of the patients there. It costs 140 dollars to put up that that patient's family. Um, in in housing for the night, in in comfortable housing, you know, while they're supporting their child through through this treatment. Um, But it costs, and and when you look at the other end of the scale, the most expensive treatment that they have there is radiation treatment, which for one child, radiation treatment can cost up to $90,000. And, you know, to me, when I initially saw that, I thought to myself, holy crap, that's a ton of money. And you know, the the hundred grand that we've nearly raised now is insignificant compared to the you know, to, to that scale of cost. But when you look at it on the other side, that hundred thousand dollars that we've almost raised now could literally save one child's life. That that's one child who may not have survived with this sponsorship, they get radiation treatment and they do survive. And and that you know, that makes it all worthwhile to me.
2: Absolutely. Um and uh you know what before we go any further with this I think it's time to bring on that uh that magical woman that we keep talking about what do you guys think I think so yeah, I'm a yeah. You're uh, of course you are here we go And uh Specter I'll let you do the honors of introducing the team captain
1: Wow where so where do, where do I start so uh you know as well right. as the- the other awesome stuff that uh, that our guest um, does that we've already talked about for St. Jude and for uh, promoting fitness and well-being and health in general, um, she's also a, a former Miss Olympia runner-up and, and just an awesome person. So I, I would like to welcome Miss Fit.
0: Woo! <whistles> you, Is she there? <laughs>
9: Hello?
1: Are you there, Denise? <laughs> I'd Woo. like to welcome Misfit. <laughs> I
2: would, too. We turn on her mic.
1: Hi.
3: Hey, there we welcome. go. Right. You, guys. Um, <laughs> you guys are a trip. Oh, my god. <laughs> Was that, um Oh, my god. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, thank you for hosting this um, kind of post-mortem on another incredible run and another incredible team um, the, the truth is, is that you guys give me all these accolades I, I came up with the idea um, just to try to find a way to encourage people to you know, get up off the couch and challenge themselves through a little bit of physical fitness in a way that would be fun because working out and the idea of getting in shape always feels like this insurmountable task and not fun um, and, you know, the Warrior Dash just looked like so much fun. Um, and the fact that they're partnered with St. Jude just really made it a no-brainer. But it's, it's the fact that you guys jumped on board um, immediately, Rock, um, the whole Rock family and the initiative and uh, the XJL, that um, this thing just took off. I couldn't have imagined going beyond one run and um, ten thousand dollar goal that we initially set uh, four and a half years ago. But yeah, uh,
7: now it's... let me let me ask you this, uh, Ms. Fit. Five mm-hmm. years ago, would you have considered? Uh, would you have imagined seeing yourself running in five runs? Because um, how do you feel about running?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so so. Uh, everybody on the planet now should know that I hate running and um, I still hate running. I still hate running. This year I prepped uh, while I was in Florida and the humidity was um, unbelievably difficult to train in. And, um, and, And it was probably good for me because the North Carolina humidity on the day of our run was I believe, uh, dangerous. Uh, we, I think, I think uh, chalked I everybody in that you. tent.
5: Yeah. That was pretty low-level North Carolina humidity.
3: Oh, my God. Uh,
5: who just said, I don't know who lives in this state other than people who have to. <laughs> well,
3: that was well, impact. Florida, that was impact. Uh, we were drenched. We were drenched before we left the tent and, and way before we started our run. Um, so it, it was intense. I think the training prior to was a good idea for me. Um, but all of the people that did this run are troopers. Um, I can't try to take my hat off to every single one of you guys who did this run with us. And um, Ellie Ellie was an animal. <laughs> the way you took on those obstacles for the first time, I think that um, anybody who did this for the first time with us, um, I would love to hear you know, what your thoughts were about it and what the most fun obstacle was for you, challenging and the most fun. Um, because it's watching our teammates take on the obstacles that to me is just I don't know. I, I just love watching it. I, mean, I love watching people uh, try you know, and then overcome. Before
7: you, before you came on, Denise, Ellie was proudly uh, claiming that animal title and um, saying she was an animal in every way. So maybe, maybe later she can describe to us all the animalistic characteristics
6: <laughs> that she has. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe offline in case there's children listening. <laughs> oh no!
3: <laughs> oh man! What, what was what was the, um, the most fun obstacle for you, Ellie?
6: Um, I, they were all pretty awesome. Uh, I think the one that I remember most was the uh, one with the ropes, where you climb up the slope. Um, because that was the one that I thought I'd have the most trouble with. Um, and it was only with your encouragement that I went for it, um, because I knew that if it was going to be t- tough, you would have said, this might be a challenging one, try it, but there's nothing wrong with skipping it. But you didn't. You just said, look, it's not that bad, just go for it. And it was fine, and I really enjoyed it. And I think overcoming something that was something that I've been worried about since we signed up, however many months ago, good seven or eight months ago. Um, So it was good. I think that was one of my personal highlights, just being able to overcome something that I thought was going to be um, insurmountable.
3: Yeah. I just love watching you navigate through those obstacles, Ellie stood back from every obstacle. You know, they, some of them are a little bit easier than others and, you know, you're crawling and you can do that. You're going underneath the cargo net and everybody can figure that out. But there are some that you really do need to take a step back um, and look at for a moment to strategize. And, And in those moments for many of us, you're, you're, you're in your head thinking, "Can I do this? Do I have the upper body strength to pull myself up? Will I fall, or whatever it is to go through?" Your head, those questions, those little doubts that we all need to bat away uh, at different times in our lives. Um, and so it was really cool for me to watch Ellie uh, confront every single one of those types of obstacles, those those rope climbing obstacles and the the heights, um, and just total. You know, just totally take them on like a boss. Um,
6: I and think the other thing that, um, sorry, to I think the other thing that I found interesting. Um, I mean, being um, heavier and losing a ton of weight, you do kind of get used to comparing yourself to other people um, in kind of every way, and feeling like you fall short in every way. Um, hmm. The thing that I found interesting was coming from a place where I felt like. Um, I wasn't going to be very good at anything, and I was just going to try, but I was probably going to suck. I found it quite interesting that um, there were some things that I struggled with, and there were some things that you struggled with, and it was interesting just seeing that uh, we both have different skills in different areas. you um, a little bit stronger than me, um, a little bit, and I'm a slightly, slightly taller than you. So it was interesting to see how we both approached obstacles in different ways. And it just made me realize that there's no point comparing yourself to somebody else because you are going to be different in different areas. And it really highlighted to me that that it is pointless. You just have to focus on your own strengths and Mm. celebrate other people's strengths because there's going to be some things you're good at and there's going to be some things that you find challenging. And so that was really interesting to me. That was a good lesson too.
3: Yes, well, well said, uh, well said. You
0: know, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go um, ahead.
2: I was going to say that, Ellie, that's, you know, that's funny because when, when I did mine, because I think I'm older than everybody. Maybe Greg and I are close to the same age. I think. Sorry, Greg, I'm busting you out here. But, um, you know, it's, it's like when we're going with people who are like 20 years our junior and such, And and I really worried going, you know what, I didn't want to compare myself to then what I think the biggest challenge I had was trying to challenge myself um, from things that I couldn't do back in the day. So I really wasn't worried about who was going to be better out there. And of course, it was, am I going to be good enough to do this? But did you
6: find like I did that? You know what,
2: you need to learn to trust your body more. You need to learn to trust yourself more.
6: You do, and it definitely helps running with a team. So I was saying to Simon before we ran it that I didn't want to hold anyone up, so I didn't want anyone to wait for me or felt like they had to wait for me or help me. Um, so it's kind of – it was, but it was good. We did all stick together, and I'm really glad oh, to yeah. it because there were so many obstacles that I was quite worried about. But just having people – watching the way they went up them and then them yelling back, hey, do you know what? This isn't that bad. Why don't you try this side or put your leg up here um, – just being able to share the experience of doing it was so helpful.
2: Right. Um, and by the way, this I, I team will ne- fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fun. The team will never leave you behind. Right. Impact. That did you know, learn that about these guys? No one gets left behind. Oh yeah. Behind. I,
5: that was that was my first thought. Was like everyone here looks, but like I've never done anything like this before going in, and I was actually really worried about, like. Getting left behind the obstacles, but I was really happy like running with the team. Like there was a couple people that we had with us that fundraised with us. That in the beginning they started the run and I was kind of with them, and then they just took off and didn't wait. And that just I don't know that didn't seem like as much fun. So, but doing all the obstacles with the team made it a much better experience too. Like because everyone was cheering for each other and helping each other out and. It just made it a real, like, team effort instead of just, you know, going out for a run with climbing stuff.
2: You know, we've got another caller yeah, from guys, the 803. I think we should bring them on, don't you guys?
1: Yeah, let's
4: do it. 803, you you're, way, way you're on. Hey, this is Mark Collins. Hey, is
0: Mark Collins. Hey, Mark, welcome. Hey. Mark hey, Mark.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say if you're talking about troopers and just gutting it out, I mean Mark, do you wanna do you wanna kind of uh, maybe introduce yourself and, and tell people a little bit about your, your your backstory immediately prior to the Warrior Dash?
4: Sure. Um well I'll, I'll back up just a little bit further. Uh Chuck had contacted me and, and and told me, you know, about this special group of people and and, and talked about um a prior race, and you know, I didn't I didn't know anything about you guys, but I just I kind of laughed when he approached me because I told him I said, "Man, I haven't run in five years." I said, "I sit behind a desk all day." I said, "I'm overweight," and he's like, "None of that matters." You know, that we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise money here for St. Jude. So he said, and the fundraising is is the goal here. Everything else is just you know fun here, but you can you can do this and. You know, I I decided to Start eating right, and I did lose a little bit of weight Started uh, training um, Started running a little bit A a mile or two, and one day While out running I um, noticed a pain in my knee And having two prior Knee surgeries on the right knee I I was familiar with this pain and realized that I had done something And sure enough uh, Had medial tear uh, In my meniscus And so on a May thirteenth, I had surgery for that. So they kind of put a damper. I was, I was, I told the uh, the surgeons though, and I told the folks at PT. I said, I'm doing this regardless. I know I'm I'm going to raise money, but I'm but I'm doing this. And, and with the encouragement of the team and and the, the no team member left behind philosophy that everybody showed, it was it was fantastic. It was great. I echo what. Um, what Ellie and everybody else is saying about the team spirit. What a, have...
8: I wanna, I wanna wow. what a great testament. I want to hop in here I can. What a great testament to somebody making a commitment and just flat sticking with it no matter what. I mean, when Mark called me and told me that 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 he'd torn a meniscus, I just, you know, I wished him well and thanked him for what he did for the team. And, you know, I, I just assumed that that was it. You know, uh, and Mark and, and Stebbins said, oh, no, I'm still doing the race. You know, whether I walk the race or whether I run the race, it doesn't matter. I'll be there. I'm going to do the race. And uh, that meant so much, Mark. Uh, you're definitely a warrior, without a doubt.
2: Mark, well, I you know. I appreciate
8: that.
4: And I had, the okay,
2: A warrior and say- an yeah, Emma. <laughs> Nightbug and I are sitting here with our mouths open going, whoa, wait, what? You had somebody out there who just had knee surgery in May? We're both sitting here blown away, Mark. Well done. That's fantastic. We have no excuses anymore.
4: Well, and uh, I'll tell you what, it was uh, the fairly easy surgery. You know, it was um, arthroscopic and, and they went in there and cleaned it all out. But, you know, it's just as long as I was, I told the doctor, as long as I wasn't gonna tear up anything, and and they we talked through obstacles. I said all right, the cargo net, I'm not sure I can um, climb that horizontally. The one through the tube, and and I said, if any of the walls don't have a board on the other side and it's a drop down about eight feet or ten feet, I'm like I I'm not gonna do that. I'm about out of that, and you know if the only one that I bowed out of was the uh, the mud mounds. Uh, because it looked like I'd gained too much momentum going down, and I didn't want to slide down on my butt on them, so <laughs> they, they were a blast, so everything all the obstacles were great
5: by wow. the way he also for, didn't do this with a knee brace on either
4: just to make it more impressive <laughs> <laughs> That's because I'm old and forgetful, and I was yes. at the
8: starting gate. <laughs> More and impressive. Realized that. like, That's oh, it. crap. More impressive.
4: <laughs> Mark
8: looked at me and said, do you have a knee brace? I said, no. <laughs>
5: wow. I, I, was, I was leaving that part out. <laughs>
0: No, well, you know I, guys I, say, I mean,
1: people kind of talk about Saint. Jesus, sorry, people kind of talk about the Warrior Dash, and you know, you hear different people um, give different opinions on it. And, and of course, everybody's different. Everyone has a different level of ability. But uh, when I did my first one, I had the same thing. People said, you know, actually, the Warrior Dash is easy. You know, it's nowhere near as hard as a Spartan race, and and you know, the obstacles are just a piece of cake. And 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 I kind of went into my first one thinking, man, I, I've trained my ass off to be good enough for this thing, and everyone's telling me it's easy. And and I tell you, you know, it, it's not easy at all. It, sure, there are people of you know, that marathons are easy for some people, but they're, they're certainly not easy to me. And uh, you know, running the 5K is not easy to me. And and you know, a warrior dash isn't easy either. And I and I think um, people are very well intentioned when they say that they're trying to to stop you being nervous about it and kind of uh, you know talk you off a ledge. Um, but at the same time, it can be a little demeaning. And I, and I think. Um, you know, there, there are people who, especially in the kind of heat and humidity that we were running in, there are people who pass out, who get dehydrated, who, you know, we had an obstacle actually break under one of our team, you know, one of the planks on a, a climbing obstacle actually just came loose, you know, the nails came out, and and the guy fell pretty heavily and, and was uh, lucky he didn't hurt himself more seriously. So, you mm-hmm. know, these, these things, they can be fun, but they're also pretty serious as well, you know? Wow. Well,
0: absolutely.
1: So now, uh, I, I wanted to jump in quickly as well. Yeah. we've been kinda of talking about the fundraising and, and sponsorship and so on. What we haven't done is actually given people the link to actually do it. So as I say, we're not, you know, not necessarily asking people to donate, but we are really asking people to spread the word about this, this cause and, and the the need to hit this hundred thousand dollar goal for the kids of St Jude. So um so the link if you want to sponsor us or if you want to share this link is it it's already in the chat room the the guys have already shared it in there but it's uh, www.active-or minus so active-ism.com so www.active-ism.com
2: and we'll have that up on our um heroes 101 facebook page too and anywhere else that we advertise so you guys can just seriously every every dollar helps right guys they don't have to give $10,000 or a thousand dollars even if they want to give $10 we we'd be really grateful
1: absolutely you know we, we worked out a while ago that if every one of our friends on Facebook gave just $5 that we would have easily hit that $100,000 mark you know that's all it takes it's the it's the price of a fancy Starbucks coffee or you know it won't even mm-hmm. buy you a beer in New York anymore
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are people that don't donate um because they feel like if they can't do, you know, a sizable amount or you know, fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, I think that there's a certain uh, feeling that why well, I can't really do that much, and so I, I, I won't embarrass myself with a ten dollar, five dollar donation. But um, of course, none of us agree with that. Um, I've gotten lots of five dollar donations, and those add up really quickly. Um, and like you said, Simon, if we all got People to give us, you know, just from Facebook uh, friends. If we all got those people to give us five dollars, we would uh, easily reach our goal. And uh, it's rewarding for people to be able to get involved uh, in a way that's comfortable for them financially. So maybe we can push that five dollar message. That's a very
2: comfortable amount for people, too, and I think you're right. A lot of people think, oh, I don't want to seem like a cheapskate by only giving five. No way. That's, uh, those fives all add up.
1: Yeah, so, and, and when you when well, you go to the, the, the activism.com page, there's a whole uh, – they're, they're like um, collector's cards of the uh, the various team members who ran, and – um, the the most important thing is that you pick the uh, the ginger guy on there. He's uh, he's the one you want to put money
5: down <laughs> on. Or the one in the funny blue outfit. He's only got like two hundred and twenty dollars and he
4: needs more.
0: <laughs> there you go. Hey, <laughs> I can you know,
4: let folks know that they can give anonymously. That's that's an option. So their name doesn't have to appear. You know.
3: That's true. That's a good point as well. Um, maybe um, maybe I'd come up with a graphic um, that we could use. Um, the $5 push for the balance, um, and we can share that. Um, I, you know, I'd love to see a bunch of $5 bills take us over the $100,000 mark. That would be really beautiful, actually.
8: Do we have time to do a $5 Fridays for tomorrow on Facebook or social media?
3: I can make it happen. I could do. I could work on a graphic tonight for sure.
7: Everybody I really like
3: games.
7: Five dollar Friday? Yeah,
3: why not? Ooh, okay.
0: Great.
2: Yeah.
7: I got a question. Five dollar
0: Friday.
10: Has
7: uh, anyone talked about Chuck's pink tutu? <laughs> <laughs> the,
8: the tutu. The, the tutu You mean publicly? So it is retired. Chuck's
7: pink tutu. We can find you another one.
3: His, no, his, his, his
7: tutu and his boo boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Yeah, let's talk about one yeah. first.
8: Okay, so my yeah. boo boo much bigger than my tutu. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Tell us about tell us about your your why you wore a pink tutu and then tell us about how you got your boo boo out there.
8: Uh, the boo boo, how I got the tutu is very much more sexy than uh, how I got the boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> We raised two hundred dollars with the pink tutu, so uh, that, that was cool. I, I initially i had a, uh, I had an old high school buddy that uh, challenged me for a hundred dollar donation to wear a uh, pink tutu. So uh, I asked him if he was gonna pay for the tutu, and he said no, I had to do that. Um, so I, I I had somebody donate the pink tutu, and then uh, we ended up with an additional hundred dollars for it. So that that was really cool. That that was yeah. Cool and uh so it was uh, a humiliation I'll do it again challenge. bucks i'm i'm cheap like that
1: <laughs> you know what what that i love about that pink tutu is when when the race started um miss Fit and ellie and i were towards the back running along and uh, and chuck was way ahead of us and uh, every time i thought i wonder where chuck is i'd look up and i could see this bouncing pink <laughs> tutu in the distance
5: it was high uh, visibility
0: <laughs> it was awesome I was gonna say I had the same
5: experience I had the same experience looking for you guys, but I was looking for Wonder Woman, so
1: it worked out. Well, what kind of an idiot would dress as Wonder Woman in a warrior dash? I mean, come on.
2: Now, you know what, Simon, you're gonna have to tell us why you wore that, but first we wanna hear about we want Chuck to finish his boo boo story.
8: Uh the Boo Boo story is not really cool, so uh, <laughs> we'll skip that and go on to something else.
2: Oh, all right, all right. If if you insist. Okay, so so now, why were you wearing a Wonder Woman outfit, my my esteemed
9: co-host?
1: Well, so you know what, I, I was actually inspired by Chuck's idea. I thought, well, what a great idea! Just to just to tell people, if you put a donation on X amount, I think I said a hundred bucks, um, you can pick what I wear, and and I said for for multiple people, you can each choose an aspect of what I wear, and I'll try to create something that merges this whole mishmash of you sadistic bastards. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, you know those books that you get young girls that, ha- that have these kind of different sections that you can stick on on tabs? That, that was pretty much what I was like. Just <laughs> The top half is Wonder Woman. The bottom half is Superman. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, someone sponsored me a very, very generous donation, and he... Uh, he specifically said, I want you to be Wonder Woman. You've got to have a tiara. You've got to have some cleavage showing, and you've got to be wearing bikini pants. And I, oh, my God. And I said, look, dude, I'm not going to be able to run. I'm, first of all, I haven't got cleavage, right? <laughs> that, that's a challenge in itself. Um, bikini pants, come on. I've got to climb over things. No one needs to see that view. Um <laughs> So fortunately, somebody else said, um, "I want you to wear underpants on the outside like Superman," and I said, "Okay, I can do that as well." So uh, it was kind of a mishmash <laughs> of those. But fortunately, Ellie found me on Amazon at an incredibly cheap um, extra-large women's Wonder Woman t-shirt and tiara combo with a cape as well. I had a cape through the whole thing, and oh, uh, my. It, it worked pretty well. I had a lot of uh, a lot of appreciative admirers as I was running that course. <laughs>
3: you were awesome. You were
7: so awesome, Simon. You know, Simon, I think you might have won the uh, the costume contest if they didn't hold the contest at the end of the race after you were all muddy. <laughs>
1: yeah,
7: that shame. was a little
1: unfair, wasn't it? We were, uh, Ellie and, and Miss Fit and I went up there on stage for a costume contest literally as we walked over the finish line out of the Warrior Dash. And you couldn't tell what we were at all. We were head to toe in thick mud, so uh, we didn't win. So,
8: you know, I, I all that. that. This, Makes no sense. Do you know what disappoints me? We never, it, we never did the hot wings contest after. Oh, I, I completely forgot about that. Oh,
2: next time, next time. What for was sure. that
8: a, a wings, a wings eating contest? Yes, we were asked to do a wing eating contest as we were walking to the start line, and we said, "Let us finish the race, and we'll come back and do the wing eating contest." Oh, next
5: time. Man. Now I have to do another one just for that.
2: <laughs> I gotta ask you guys. I really want to know because I didn't get to. I didn't get to see the obstacles this time. Um, well, because nobody's dumb enough to carry a cell phone and, and take pictures of one, you know. Uh, not like we did uh, last time. Yeah. That was so uh, stupid. Uh, anyway, but I really want to know what was everybody's favorite uh, favorite obstacle. I mean, was it you know jumping in the mud itself, or was there a water? hole that everybody was just so relieved to see.
8: Mine was that little line of fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Before or after the same right. <laughs> the little line of fire that you got to jump over near near the end of the race. That was that was my favorite.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh you guys got the
8: fire We didn't get the mm-hmm. fire We didn't get here. the fire
2: last time, yeah. That's yeah, okay. We'll get the fire next time.
1: That's messed up. <laughs> Yeah. you well, know? What, you what do you? We... Uh, this, this time around, as well, is last time they had the crawling through mud, but you were just crawling through mud with some kind of, I don't know, bunting things hanging over the top. It wasn't really a big deal, but this time they had a lot of barbed wire, and the barbed wire was hanging really low, so you, you know, you had to get up to your face in that mud, and it was, uh, that, and it was cool it was, as well. The mud, it was nice.
5: It was gritty mud. Like, yeah. It was really coarse mud to the point that my legs are torn up from it.
3: Mm. Wow, it was the most orange mud I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you notice the color of that mud? It was like clay. It was orange. It
7: reminded me of Simon's hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: North
5: Carolina has was... a lot of iron in, in its and its dirt. Wow. It's, am-
3: it's amazing.
5: I'm a, I'm an environmental scientist. This is like what I do. <laughs> Nice. all we talk oh. about is dirt.
3: Uh, it my skin. What about you, Ellie? Um, what was your favorite?
5: I'm going to I'm going to say yeah just cuz I can't, I can't actually answer that. So let's go with yeah. It's it's great for you. okay. <laughs> okay,
2: Good. Hey, Ellie, can you hear us? Yep. Yeah, yeah what was your
0: favorite?
6: What was really your favorite liked one? I really like the mud. That was fun.
0: Oh, um, and yeah. I,
6: I, actually I, what I really appreciated were the um, I really liked it that they bunched up most of the obstacles at the end um, and it was nice to get the running over with at the beginning um, but I really liked towards the end the um, ones that sprayed water that was nice <laughs> because it was so crazy hot so it was nice to get cooled down a bit and not be running in um, wet sneakers, that was good but the, the water ones were fun they came just the right time Filthy water, but it was nice to be cool.
2: Right, right. I'm glad none of you – I worried about you guys. I saw the weather had predicted 90 degrees plus humidity, and I thought, oh, man, that's just a recipe for, for heat exhaustion, heat stroke. So I am really grateful that none of you experienced that. that you guys all watched out for each other.
6: Oh, I got heat stroke. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, oh, and yeah. No. Um, it was fine, I just had to um, It took me a while till I was able to stand up long enough to shower um, So I just lay down under the tables In the tent <laughs> And oh my girls God. kept bringing over Bottles of water to lay on me <laughs> Just to try and cool me down But Ooh. I was like, once it I cooled it down It was, it okay. was really
3: intense yeah. It was
6: horrible, and the heat stroke was pretty sucky yeah. Because I just felt so dizzy and I stopped sweating Which was a bit odd, I didn't feel hot So um, it was a bit scary But um, yeah <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, that's that can get dangerous really fast. I I I had to drop out of a um a warrior dash. Uh, I think it was our third one, misfit. I think mm-hmm. and I and think so. yeah, and I I got I got dehydrated and had to go and lie down and they hooked me up to all these monitors in the in the um tent, the medical tent. So yeah, I know. I'm really glad that it didn't get any worse than that for you guys. That's that is scary. You guys are badasses.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what I, I was going to say as well. Badasses, uh, neither of you ladies um, mentioned this, but uh, the one obstacle I was just amazed uh, both of you on was um, there. W- there was an obstacle, is kind of a, a, a very tall climbing obstacle, and then at the top there's like a slanted flat piece, and and you you climb up. What you know, what's basically a glorified ladder to get to the top, and that's not too bad. But then you basically have to kind of pull yourself up onto this this kind of slanting flat <laughs> roof thing on the top. And there's no handhold. You pretty much just have to have have faith and kind of pull yourself up onto this thing and hope that you don't fall off. And on the other side, there's a little bit of a climb down and then probably a 10 foot drop. It's it's a significant drop. And and I got to the top of this thing. I'm I'm nearly six foot tall and I just managed to kind of leverage myself up and and lay on this thing and get down the other side. And and I saw Elliot and Misfit on the other side. And and I'm thinking there's no way. You know, most women would be able to do this. It, it's massively upper body intensive, and, and you need to be tall to do it. Um, and and so I'm, I'm stood there the other side helping the other teammates come down and expecting Ellie and Misfit to walk around the side of this obstacle because I literally think it's physically impossible to do it. And lo and behold, they both do it. And Ellie just comes yeah. over the top like a trooper just, you know, pulling herself over. And Misfit actually climbs around the side of this obstacle with like a <laughs> 20-foot drop underneath <laughs> <laughs>
0: just it
1: was impressive, thinking outside the box way to do it. And I mean, Absolutely. my absolute view that rocks. Absolutely, I thought that one was no um, that
6: one was quite interesting because um, I think it showed the differences between us. That um, Miss Fit was able to go on the sides because she had the strength to hold on, whereas I don't think I could have done. And I could go over the top just being a bit taller. No. So it was quite interesting tackling it two different ways.
4: By the way, that yes. option is called Dead Man's Drop.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> the one that impressed me a lot was uh, Ira and I were running up in the towards the front a little for a part of it up to the one with the ropes. And he was telling me that he like gets he. I hope I'm not outing him or anything. He's told me he had a little bit of vertigo sometimes, but he flew up the top of that thing and I, I was really impressed watching him just like shoot up and he's like oh yeah that was fine and like and then after that like he he just shot off every time we had a tall one which was pretty cool to watch
2: oh that's so awesome because you know he was worried about that too about being able to do all this because he had been getting through you know some physical like you said he has vertigo and such so I'm happy to hear I was hoping he'd call in um, but uh, I'm happy to hear that he made it through safe and sound. And I think you guys hooked him. I think he is ready to do the next one whenever that yeah, is. Yeah,
1: I think he's, he's in for life, right? He's, he's a misfit for life, as they say. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, oh, okay. for, for him, came in at the real last minute. He'd only been training for a couple of weeks before this thing, and, and his wife, you know, as we all know, um, Sakura, is very heavily pregnant. And, uh, yeah. The, the, you know, Ellie and I, our, our girls, and uh, and Jason's wife um, followed us around in a golf cart around the. They they were basically our cheering squad. Um, and and your your other half impact followed us around in a golf cart. Yeah. And, yep. And and did a great job of giving keeping us motivated as the uh, the heat was sapping our strength. Um, but uh, you know, kudos again to Ira. He he did an awesome job to uh, to get through that with a couple of weeks training.
3: Well, I got to ask. When's the next one? Well, that's, and so Sakura, I think we're looking at April. uh, The White Scorpion would know. I think we're looking at April, an event in Southern California, and uh, they're both so excited. And Sakura, being a veteran misfit, said that uh, she'd be ready to go um, for that event, which is really cool.
0: Woohoo!
3: Well, we we have to join that one. That's only 5 hours away.
2: That's nothing.
7: So, an in, in, in answer to question when is it? The uh, they haven't announced the date yet. That means they may not have secured the location uh oh. or committed to an actual time and place yet for this Southern California race.
2: Oh dang it! Hurry up, guys, because then it gives us a goal to train for. I mean, I'm sure Ellie can can um, you know attest to this that if yeah. you have that goal in sight, that makes it that much more important to train. You you don't want to skip a day because then you know you're jipping yourself out there on the course.
0: Well, it, yeah,
7: yeah. Well, what what we do know is is probably going to be um, in the you know early spring, like uh, January, like March, April, because that's usually when they have it. They just haven't announced the date.
2: Okay.
7: So yes, you can start getting ready for it.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> now we need to.
3: Um, just for the record, I am not running until next year. <laughs> just, just for the record.
0: <laughs> what about
7: tomorrow? How about tomorrow? Um.
3: Now, the only way I will run is if it requires. And alligators chasing you? Well, I did have some alligators. Um, no, it's. If it's going to help us reach that uh, 3,600 we need, then I I would consider money again.
7: I'll donate if you run tomorrow.
3: <laughs> I can find
5: an alligator if you if you run tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah. You
7: know maybe we could maybe we could just raise the rest of the money just by torturing Misfit by making her run every day.
0: Oh my yeah. God, Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, are
7: to the crowd, yeah. the crowd, the crowd likes that idea. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, going
1: back to, to the money thing, uh, I don't think we've actually told people where we are in in terms of this hundred thousand dollar goal yet. I Miss mean, Fed, do you wanna do you wanna enlighten people on how close we are?
3: Yeah. Well, somebody raised a little bit of money today. I think that might have been Chuck. Um, so we are. A Officially at ninety six thousand three hundred and forty five dollars, putting us um at uh three thousand six hundred and fifty five dollars, still needed to reach one
2: hundred thousand. Wow, that's a, what's the deadline?
3: Good question. The um I was told by Bridget, who is our North Carolina um, St. Jude darling, darling girl, um, that the fundraising pages would stay open for 30 days following the race. Okay. So we have a little bit of time to make this happen.
5: So we haven't hmm. July 4th, actually. America's birthday, July the night 4th. before
3: that. July 4th?
5: Right? Wasn't the race June 4th? Yes,
8: yes.
3: That's right. Yeah. that's
5: right. Yeah, that's right. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So a course Maybe push we, can, can we
8: can raise right. some money. Uh, <laughs> so we have we a couple of marketing more. ideas, huh?
7: Well, I think Misfit ought to dress herself up in the American flag.
3: Maybe. And nothing and else. Run. No. Yes. Run. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We. I don't. I really. I, ideally, um, we don't butt up against. Um, that deadline and, um, you know, I think that um, while everything is fresh and uh, people are very aware, all of the people that have been supporting us and are really an extended part of our team, um, I kind of feel like we need to really push to get this, you know, within the next couple of weeks if at all possible. Um, and before people move on to the holidays and whatever else is happening in their lives, I feel like the the time is now to, uh, to find a way to incentivize people to help us. And so I love the $5 Friday. Um, I will definitely jump on that. You know, we have dog tags. Uh, we have Misfits for Life dog tags that we can, I don't know, um, offer up, put in the mail to anybody who gives us, you know, I don't know, maybe twenty five dollars or above, or maybe we can incentivize people with little goodies. Um, Chuck, I, you said you got a box of St. Jude's um, giveaway.
8: That that was not correct. Um, I, oh, the, the box was open tonight. It was actually an envelope, and it was a tumbler from St. Jude's from from Bridget. Uh, it, it, it was a well soon tumbler.
3: Oh, She's <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, you know, um, just for everybody here, because you're all misfits and you're all such, such an incredible part of this team. You're the heart of this team. Um, we were treated so well by uh, the St. Jude staffers. Um, I actually have to send a thank you. Now, I did that already, but I, I want to do it again more officially and inviting to Harrison. Um, the same Street staff and the Red Frog Productions staff on site um, at the Warrior Dash, they provided us with a golf cart again. And Sakura and, and the girls were able to follow us, and, um, which is really cool.
8: Uh, yeah, and uh, you know that's just a testament of what you guys have done in the past. That's that's putting the misfits brand with St. Jude, and, um, and, and 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 that's all I can say about that. That just gives me goosebumps. Um, that uh, that that we are recognized for the work you guys have done in the past um, when. You mentioned Misfits and St. Jude's. They just cohesively go together. And uh, mm-hmm. that's attaching a brand oh. to a brand. And uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty freaking neat to be part of that.
5: Yeah. And, and uh-huh. To add to that, I was I, I was the only guy on the team, I think, who didn't hit the $300 you need to get into the tent. But they let me in that just Because I, just, cause I said hey, I'm on the Misfits for life. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on in, come on in. So that was pretty awesome just to be, like, part of that team that is so recognized for for raising the money. So Yeah.
2: And to anybody listening, if you want to join us, because it sounds like a great group, it absolutely is. Um, you, will, you will become family as soon as you do one of these with the Misfits team. And really, uh, as welcoming as we all sound to each other, that's how we are to anyone who joins. Up with us um, and wants to to run with us. And speaking of team, I want to bring in somebody who's been missing right now, um, and I think you guys will recognize his voice as soon as he comes on, right, Mr. Ira?
10: <laughs> yeah, to... I'm, I'm sober and I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not falling in the shower right now, <laughs> but the uh, voice should still be recognizable.
2: <laughs> you know, we to keep I'm actually you. actually enjoying you, a, you a
10: glass with... of wine.
2: Well, there you go. You see, have surprise, one
4: for, surprise. Um,
2: to to keep, get you to speed, I, I was asking everybody what their favorite uh, obstacle was, and uh, I'm sure people threw out what, what what their least favorite was, and 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 such in their experience. Did you want to share any of that with us? Since since you're new to the party.
10: Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a I'm a masochist, so um, my favorite <laughs> obstacle had to be.
8: Let's just go um, ahead and introduce I, yourself correctly here, right
10: <laughs> uh, this, is, this is uncle Ira um, i i I think I've pretty much said it all with uh falling in the shower and masochist. but um yeah my my favorite obstacle <laughs> was the um i I can't remember what number it was, but it was the the climb up to the the uneven. Uh, overhang, the lip mm-hmm. that you had to like get up at maybe like 15, if even like 15 foot tall climb to the lip that you had to sort of like climb up and over to get to like the flat face of the other side of the the obstacle. I, I don't usually drop. do well with like high things at all. It's not so much like being on the high thing it's the idea of falling off of the high thing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm about as grateful as a flamingo with Parkinson's on rollerblades most of the time. So trying to get over that lip, especially it being, you know, like not, not being as battle ready as I should have been, um, was kind of a chore. Um, but once I... Got over that. Everything else was just like, all right, whatever, good. I got this. It was awesome. But uh, everything. I mean, like, I. I think I kind of. I was a little bit more laid back about the whole, you know, the idea of it being like my first time and not knowing what to expect. And um, honestly, like listening to some people talk about it, and you know, tell me how. You know how much they trained for, you know, Warrior Dash, and you know how how much effort it, you know they, they they put into their their previous Warrior Dashes, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, you know, like one of two things is gonna happen here. I'm either gonna I'm either gonna breeze through this, and you know I'll I'll prove to myself that I'm in a little bit better shape than I I thought I was, or I'm gonna like die halfway through, and they'll <laughs> erect the memorial in my name made of mud and beer. Uh, you know everything would be great either way, but um, luckily it was the the former of the two. Um, you through it. I yeah, I, didn't, I I won't say I breezed through it, um, but I did it, it, by my standards, by by the standards that I held myself to, um, and for, as far as my expectations, I I breezed through it. Um, I I was seriously <laughs> convinced that I was going to be miles behind. Everybody else, and that you know it would take me forever and a day to finish the course, but um, it was it was a lot of fun, you know. I mean, like just focusing on that and being with the team, and you know, chit-chatting and BSing with everybody along the way, and like really getting to know your teammates. Um, I was really really glad to to get to know Chuck and to see you know Denise again, and uh, you know to to meet Impact. And, um, you know, Simon and Ellie getting to know them a little bit better. Like, everybody on our team was just as cool and laid back as could be and really easy to get along with. None of them, like, had too much of, like, a, you know, let's, let's push it, push on, you know, let's, like, get it done kind of attitude. Everybody just sort of worked at their own pace and had fun doing it. And, you know, that's that's the way it, it, it was supposed to be. But I had an awesome time. I'll definitely be doing it again next year and uh, hopefully next year we will need a babysitter because Allison um, and I will be doing it together this time around and uh, hopefully all of our other There's teammates will, will be there again as well and hopefully Chuck will leave the roller skates at home and um, <laughs> easy, maybe wear some easy elbow
8: easy
10: I hope, sir. I hope that you are doing well. I gotta. I, I have to hand it to you. Like you, you took a beating on the last leg of that that course, and you you were a champ through the ass end of that.
1: To to have
10: taken the injury that you did and still like you know go through with it or want to go through with it, like that took a lot. So, and I, I'm, I'm thankful that you, you know, helped to put everything together, and it was really great getting to know you. And um, hopefully, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll see you again um, in April, if not before that. But um, yeah, that was, it was a great
8: experience. I loved it. Everybody should do it.
10: And, Thanks for um, those kind
8: words, Jason. As long as my psychiatrist will let me do it again, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let my psychiatrist to talk to your psychiatrist,
0: and we'll work something out. All right, I got a
5: question for you. Did you did you ever end up getting the poison ivy or not? what has been bugging me for the no. last week.
10: No, as a matter of fact, awesome. I did not. I was I was very I was very much convinced that I, I was going to. Um, I when when I saw Steve walk through the woods, and uh, I was like, you know, that's that's this is my open window. That's my opportunity. Like I've I've got a. They, the The one thing about Warrior Dash is there aren't enough um johns along the way mm. that itself should be an <laughs> obstacle of course <laughs> if, if they just if they just like uh you know shipped in some some johns from like Richmond International Raceway or like any other like NASCAR event that haven't been cleaned for like the past five years, that could very well be an obstacle, but at least it would you know afford someone the opportunity to uh you know relieved themselves at, like, the mile and a half, two-mile mark when we just spent the previous, like, two, three hours trying to hydrate as much as we could. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was, I'd say that was mm-hmm. really the only inconvenience along the way. Everything else, I mean, even the the heat and humidity, once you got halfway through it, it just kind of seemed like it didn't matter anymore. But no poison ivy. Did good there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I hope people didn't uh, you know, hold their their pee breaks until the mud cuz there's always that I, uh, yeah, oh. I know it's a, a collective ew. But you know, there's always that fear. It's like please no. Please do not actually, do this wrong. Uh, I actually hadn't
10: thought about that until you just said that now and uh so you're you're a bad person for saying that. I am. Yeah. And um now I'm going to go well, up Real
4: I was like
2: up to my neck in the water for the half hour. Hey, I, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm done I... I waited until
4: too. the slide. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know. I don't want that to be on your minds the next time we all do the dash. <laughs>
10: Goliath did seem kind of slippery, so maybe... There you go.
2: Oh, that's right. You guys had a Goliath. That was my biggest... That one was my fear, because I, I I'm like you... Um, Ira, I I have a uh, you know vertigo sometimes, and uh, Simon remembers. Um, I, I, it, did you guys have to cross those skinny planks over that you know little story and a half drop or whatever it was to slide Well, you know what? They, they had
1: that that same that same walk the plank thing, but it was it was a ground level this time. You didn't have to climb what? something first to get up to it, so there wasn't you know a ten foot drop either side as oh, there was man. when we did it in Tennessee. It was it a rook that way.
2: Oh, that, okay. See, before, uh, in Goliath, there was, and, and those who did it last time, it was, how how tall of a drop was it underneath those planks? It was a, uh, it had to be at feet. least about 15 feet, right? So it was scary. Oh, yeah, I would say. It was totally yeah, scary, that's... and I had, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> I didn't think I could do it. I was going to turn around, and then I just went, you know what, let's do this, and I went, Simon, can you grab my hand real quick? Because I was trying to come across really fast before I changed her mind. It was, yeah, that was my scariest one. And, and did everybody remember to plug their nose when they went down Goliath? I didn't get that memo.
10: Nope. No, absolutely not. <laughs> that yeah. was not even like my, my hands were actually as far away from my head as they could possibly be. By the time I came off the uh, the end of the slide, there's there's photographic documentation of uh, my inability to properly protect myself. <laughs> like I'm seeing these pictures that Allison took as I'm coming down the slide, and instead of like me doing the smart thing and like covering my mouth and nose, or you know at least just plugging my nose, I've got like you know legs and arms akimbo and just ass first into a pool of muddy water.
0: <laughs> and
10: hopefully, uh, you know the the pee break theory doesn't hold any weight. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely uh. do remember getting at least a half a mouthful of muddy water, and I lost my sunglasses. Um, Aww. They probably eh, they were like ten dollars sunglasses. I didn't really care, but I. Yeah, I I don't think uh, I don't think it, it mattered much after I got out of the water. I was just like, yeah, screw it, whatever. I'm still so alive, I can breathe, fine. So.
5: So there was a dude it who went back for bad. his sunglasses and cut up ha- and stopped up half the half the slide.
0: <laughs> really? I,
5: yeah, like legitimately. As we got to the top and uh, Misfit was like, "All right, we're all gonna go down together, but only four people can <laughs> go at a time because." They had to close off half the the thing to let this guy search for. He might not have even seen sunglasses, but I don't I don't know what else he was looking for. But he was looking for something.
10: He's probably left here. To, don't they way, uh, drop face maker. I don't think there's like any reason to stop people from going down yeah. the slide to like search for something in a bunch of murky water. Yeah. They uh they they have to dredge that that muddy
7: pond afterwards for uh, like lost GoPros and paints. They, sure. they,
2: they
7: Yeah, somebody somebody makes out like a bandit afterwards. No kidding. All those cameras. Yeah, they said they they get a lot of cameras and a lot of sunglasses and other miscellaneous things in the bottom oh, line. Wow.
8: They had a pile of at least seventy-five sunglasses over the side of that. <laughs> oh really?
4: Yes. Wow. Well, there you go. Oh, that's wow, our that's, that's our next fundraising opportunity. We'll all go down together. We'll all dive deep. We'll all see what we can find, and we'll sell those items to raise money. <laughs> we'll we'll
5: raffle them off for
4: donations.
5: <laughs> mud pit diving.
0: <laughs> mud pit there diving. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're
5: gonna we're gonna an elite side team. That's not a bad team. idea.
2: No, right? Somebody stands there and doesn't do the obstacles and just dives under the mud to grab the stuff that everybody loses.
1: Scuba did,
0: tanks.
2: did everybody leave their shoes? I didn't leave my shoes. I took them home and I
1: washed them, and
2: they were, like, brand new after that.
1: So I, yeah, I took too, your too. advice there, Rock. I brought mine back, and I washed them, and mine is still bright orange from that North Carolina place. <laughs> <States. God. laughs> but I still wear them. I don't care. Mine still have little tiny boulders of mud.
2: <laughs> uh, no, these are my lucky mm-hmm. shoes. I couldn't leave them. I'm sorry. They had to come home with me, so...
5: The only Next reason time. I kept those shoes as long as I did was for that race. I was going to throw those out anyways, so it worked out pretty well. <laughs>
2: oh, there you go. <laughs> and then two days later, you're still finding nasty mud in places you didn't you didn't want to find nasty mud. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's,
10: well, it's a right If you get the showers cow. like after the after the competition, like they had the whole like the the hosing station set up right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, those that didn't have access to, like, the showers, the private showers or whatever, like, they could at least go in, like, hose down. And I think that was actually, that was actually probably the worst part of the whole course was waiting, waiting for the hose in a a line of, like, 40 people who were all, like, caked in now, like, Mm -hmm. dry mud because you're in 95 degree North Carolina open sun and heat and humidity. There's all these people standing around, like, look like, you know, failed art projects, like all this clay falling (laughs) off their faces and their hands. And I'm standing there just kind of like, you know, twiddling my thumbs or at least like trying to move my hands. But like every time you move, it's like a layer of something (laughs) falls off of you. And uh, I I spent a good 20 minutes in the shower or the hose just trying to like get everything off before I got in the shower. So hopefully my clothes aren't completely destroyed. Um, yeah, yeah, that was. And they're disposable. I'm getting new clothes, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm honestly, my my least favorite obstacle of the of the day was um was the men's showers where you go <laughs> in completely really caked in this clay and you turn the handle and it drips on you and you're like seriously.
8: Whoa! <laughs> do
1: do with this the first shower oh, yes. on the left, right, Simon?
10: Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. It was the right? first shower on the left i that
5: oh. nah, that's not going to work. I'm not. <laughs> Always go back corner three hours. <laughs> oh, yep.
2: man. Yeah. You just want to dump the ice bucket over your head by then. You're just <laughs> going, you know what? I've I've had it. Um, because I know they had ice ice drinks for you guys in the tents, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, they had like Thank God. Thank God. Right?
5: There Water you go. Like I've never felt so really pampered good. at a race before.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the misfits, baby.
5: That's how you get treated. Yeah, i awesome. yeah, I'm screw any other race I've ever done. Like I'm never doing <laughs> another one that doesn't have
3: this <laughs> We get treated uh, well. I just want to take a quick moment to uh, just thank Chuck for um, working so hard and so long to put this North Carolina team together, Chuck. Um, when we get back from the ten ten Tennessee race and so many of us went to that and I still can't believe it. But um within days of us touching down in Los Angeles again, Chuck called us and said, I can't wait a full year to help these kids again and um he was moved by all of our team, which I will say I told you so. Um but also by the experience in general, and um, there an immediately par- an immediate part of our family um, and immediately started working on the North Carolina team and that was back in November of 2015 and so Chuck, thank you for working so hard for making this happen for putting the North Carolina team together. Um, it, it was just a pleasure to you know, run with Steve and Mark and the rest of the people um, in in the Carolinas and to, to see everybody uh, again, to be able to see Jason and Sakura and um, Simon and to meet Ellie and the girls and, and really all of you. Um, but I just want to acknowledge Chuck's work. Um, thank you for making it happen. It's another one of those things that I'll never forget.
8: Well, thank you. Ooh. And when... Yay when I started looking at things, I was like, you know it, it the California race is like fifteen, sixteen months away. If I wait that long, mm-hmm. they'll tell them what's gonna to happen to me or or, mm-hmm. or anybody else for that matter and I, I i just wanted to do something i I wanted to keep it alive inside of me because you just lit a fire in me during uh, the experience in Nashville and also the experience in Memphis. And uh, I knew that I could put a team together. Um, I had no vision that you would get behind it the way you did, Missy, Greg, the way you did. And Simon, you know, immediately raised his hand and said, I'm heading to South Carolina or North Carolina to help you guys with this. You know, without you guys, without my anchors, this never would have pulled come together the way it did. And I want to thank you for your support there. And uh, we're going to keep the misfits going. That's
10: right. And nice.
8: we're going to we're going to bust a hundred grand real soon within the next thirty days. And we're going to have to set bigger goals for Northern or uh, Southern California coming in up in
1: 2017. Yeah, you're right. Amen. So, you know what, we've only got four minutes left. This uh, hour and a half has completely flown by, but uh, maybe we want to want to kind of wrap up this show then by uh, just recapping for everyone. So, you know, our goal here is to raise $100,000 for the kids of St. Jude's to help uh, kids with cancer and other terminal diseases, and um, we're only a hair over $3,000 away from it. So if this was a progress bar, we'd be 97% complete at this point. We're exactly. really, really close. Um, so what we need everybody to do is to share a link to our website, active-ism.com, which, as I say, it's like a uh, collector's card pack of, of all the people who ran in the race, all the people who have supported us over the years, and, and ways that you can sponsor them. Um, and, and to share that that link with their friends and just spread the word about this uh, this cause. You know, the more you can spread it and ask other people to spread it, the better. Because, as we said, it you know we're going to have a five dollar Friday tomorrow. Ask people just to put five bucks down on the site. Um, And and if everybody did that, we'd we'd have well over $100,000 in no time. Um, And also, you know, if anyone has any ideas about um, ways that they can get sponsored to raise money for St. Jude's and and pass the money on to us or or become um, fundraisers themselves under the, the Misfits team, Um, all of that goes towards helping as well. So if anyone has any, you know, active fitness ideas, they could join a group and, you know, group run a marathon, you know, split a marathon into five people at the gym and run it over the next week. Um, you could do that with cycling as well, you know, choose a distance.
5: They have, they have relay marathons too sometimes.
1: Exactly, that's right, and you know, and, and it's pretty easy to get sponsorship for that kind of thing. That you know, you'd be surprised if you asked people how many how many people would come forward and give you, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars for that kind of thing, and and it really does add up very quickly. Um, so you know, and if you if you're not able-bodied, you know, there, there's there's other things you can do. There there are bake sales and and you know other ways that you can contribute. Um, Impact and I were talking about the idea of um. Being sponsored to record songs, you know, if if you're a musician, if you're mu- musically minded, you know, get people to sponsor you oh, to record songs. You know, if if you've got good friends, they'll choose good songs. If you've got sadistic friends, they'll get you recording it. <laughs> uh, but uh, all of it helps, you know.
0: <laughs> Brian,
2: well, we've got 60 seconds left, less than that. So, um, everything they talked about today, the links, we will put them up um, on our page, and uh, I want to thank. I want to thank my co-hosts for putting this together today for, uh, for getting everybody on the warrior dash team on here today, which was fantastic. And uh, I want to thank everybody who's listening and, and look for our $5 Friday uh, push tomorrow and uh, until the deadline's over. So um, thank you everybody, especially Chuck and miss fit for, for getting this North Carolina one together. And uh, this is dedicated to you guys.
3: Thank you. Thank you're you. Welcome.
8: Much love. Thanks, everyone. Love well, love. See you guys.
10: What